It's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is easier from outside the cage. Tonight, we were going to do the Harlem Shake, and then Raph reminded me that requires a visual medium, so we thought we'd stick audio. I am here, as always, after his favorite network fuels a fight with Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing? Good. What would you ever do without me? That's a hard to say because I genuinely was just all over Harlem Shake's introduction, and uh, you were like, you know, that's just a song. And it's like, oh, yep. you're a genius. I appreciate and that. And the idea is that on the internet, most people just dance to it. Even if we were dancing, people couldn't see that. So, good try, good effort. Fair points on all. How excited are you to be back for a third consecutive week? Doing the Ultimate Fighter one-minute review. Oh, I'm so excited. I feel, I really feel this has become a permanent staple of the show that people tune in for. Don't you? Uh, it's not that I feel that way. I know that way. To borrow uh-huh. a Tito Ortiz phrase and <laughs> give a little preview towards a topic later on. Uh, I know that way, Raph. People are just flooding our inbox with more of this Ultimate Fighter review. Including a few of our new Twitter friends that are going to find these reviews particularly helpful. That is true. We we have made a lot of friends this week. I I will say, I think more than any other week, this week we have made so many new acquaintances. And to all of you, we say hello. Good evening. And we're sorry. Pretty sorry. Mostly sorry. But it's also, you know, we work in the fight world, so you know, there's a chance that you might get to hit us one day if we become popular enough. So so make us popular enough. You can take a swing at myself or Raph, preferably Raph. Are you ready to get to our one-minute review, Mr. Esparza? You know, I'm feeling good. I am feeling ready. I think think I'm ready. Let's do it. Cool. Just to give you a little pump-up motivation? Yeah. I keep forgetting love in the other I keep forgetting In case uh, those of you don't know, that, that's the beautiful sound of uh, Michael McDonald uh, singing I Keep Forgetting. It's the beautiful sounds of the topic that you won't shut up about and you've now made a few nice drops in the podcast about. But hey, that's not the type of highbrow comedy that makes you successful. Yep. If and you I would ask tune out now. Yeah. <laughs> you're with us for the rest of the podcast. I'm going to ask everyone to put their seatbelts on as I issue this warning. This is the one minute review of The Ultimate Fighter. Brace yourselves because here we go. Previously on The Ultimate Fighter, Bubba McDaniel gets denied and Adam Sella almost died, but it was awesome. Wait, does Chael actually get top billing in this thing without being the champ? Don't worry, Adam Sella shows no signs of brain damage from that Uriah Hill kick, even though he is still in his hospital gown. Oh hey, Uriah, are you in the shower? That's cool, I just wanted to congratulate you on knocking me the fuck out. Hey, you know who only had five seconds left in that round? You did, big guy. The King's strategy for winning The Ultimate Fighter? Pick the lesser fighter, Kevin Casey. See, my strategy for basically calling Colin Hart is that he's probably less good at hitting me in my injured eye. Not that Bubba would have taken the bait. He's a gentleman. Thank you very much. I'm also basically like a black member of the Gracie family. Turns out John Jones is really obsessed with Kevin Casey's muscles. And Colin Hart owes a debt of gratitude to those kids who kicked the crap out of him as a kid. John Jones once again teaches someone how to strike with their elbows. Shock. Meanwhile, back at the house. Oh, did someone bring up my rap career? 
I've always been interested in music, and over time I started getting very skilled at the art of freestyling, and suddenly The Ultimate Fighter has now turned into a bad TV version of the movie Eight Mile. You gotta feel bad for Gilbert Smith. Guy can't even win a fight during a rap battle. Adam Sella spares us from his urbanness. Are we sure he didn't get a concussion still? Chael on the king. He's so good on the ground, he basically forgets the basics. Hey, Colin, did you check your weight, fatty? And Dana forgets to pay the power bill, and that leads us to our first prank of the season. The prank involved toilet paper. One guess if you think that actually worked. And now we're at the weigh-ins. Oh no, a middle finger, everyone! I didn't mean everything about it. I just used my middle finger in the moment for TV. It's not really me. I'm just a guy who plays a jerk on TV. Kevin Casey, though, is clearly not upset about Colin's note. I'm, I'm, I'm not upset about the, you know, about the finger, man. And I'm not. And John Jones wants to win. Oh, yeah. Round one, clinch, knees, reverse. Winner of round one, the clinch. Round two, the king's been cut. We've got blood. Guard passes. Colin begins to smother, continuously bleeding, and gas Kevin Casey in no man's land. And that's pretty much the fight. Colin's so mad he won without a finish, he gets on a treadmill and tells people to leave him alone. Next week on The Ultimate Fighter, Bubba versus more different Ronnie, Calvin. Chael. Hate leads to fear, fear leads to anger, and anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering. And Team Sonnen plays charades, and I'm spent. Nice! That was Yay! Uh, uh, oh shit. Every time I hear it, you bring up a whole list of topics. I do. That I, that I had um, not heard about. Here's a funny story. So, I didn't press the right button. So, I didn't time that. But, as I'm pretty sure that was a minute, and I was obviously sure you, you would agree to that, yeah? Uh, it was certainly, you could measure it in one minute increments if you were trying to, I think. You know, the important thing is, it was a minute, and I love that we all just acknowledge that. Yeah, right. I agree to, dis- agree to sure, suspend time, I think it's worth it. So, a couple of things, I'm super stoked about Bubba McDaniel getting to fight, and uh, Bubba, if you're listening, first of all, we love the tweeting back and forth. Yeah, who knew Bubba was going to be our friend out of everybody? (laughs) Not me. Wouldn't have predicted it, but love (laughs) it. Um, He's also a Midwesterner. You know, I will say this, I want Bubba to win just because he is, without question, the best shit talker in the house. That is true. If this was the ultimate shit talker, Bubba would be the early leader in the clubhouse. Holy shit. If there was an ultimate shit talker, I would be in on that. No problem. I feel like I'm top 16. I'm top 16. Mm. I'm getting in. I'm not sure you make it into the house. (laughs) Well, I, you know, you be not sure about me and then watch me go past your wildest expectations. I'm doing my Kevin, my uh, Kevin King I guess it's, it's really King, sad it's because Casey, as you thought that King. was Kevin Casey, I heard you basically in all of that sound way more like Adam Sella. <laughs> what he did seem to not be all there. He did try like a. You look like a mental patient with your hospital gown on. First of all, stop running around with a hospital gown. You're freaking people out. Me mainly. Second, it, it looked like. That moment in a movie when the character escapes from the hospital. (laughs) It was that. It was a nice classic action comedy where he gets away. (laughs) Why was he so eager that he barged into the shower and even made a few like, I'm coming in there jokes. 
Yeah, that was like, weird. Do you want to get kicked in the other side of your face? Because <laughs> I bet Uriah Faber could kick you in the face without dropping his loofah. <laughs> I got 20 bucks that says he can do it. It's so, so weird. You wrote down a few things I think are worth talking about. Middle finger at the... Why was that such a... I mean, people were suddenly outraged. Because it's a sign of disrespect. Yeah, but isn't and... punching someone else in the face? I thought Chael actually was said it best. He's like, you know, you can be upset about whatever you want if you're the actual fighter. He's like, if you're not getting in there, you can't say anything. Because at the end of the day, you're not willing to get in the cage. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that was Chael justifying his entire career. Yeah, <laughs> that's that true. That was, they were like, Chael, what would you say to defend yourself? And he was like, oh, that's easy. The first take was him just like rhyming and scream cuss words <laughs> at him. And then he was just like, Chael oh. is probably looking at somebody and goes, I'm just pissed. I didn't get around to it first. <laughs> I would have flipped somebody off. So you and I do kind of disagree. You thought you think Chael gets more quiet when his fighter's starting to lose. Dude made so little effort when he saw one of his fighters go down. That whole second round was barely making a peep because he just figured, what's the point? Kevin Casey's out, so whatever. And then at the end, that's how you could tell he was really pissed, is he sells him out. He goes, I don't know who's a better fighter. I mean, I know whose hand got raised that night, but I don't know if you can tell me he's really the better fighter. Yeah, well, wouldn't you agree? It kind of looked like uh, everything they did interview-wise made Kevin Casey, it, he just gave you nothing but doubt. He had that look in his eyes like, no, I'm I'm kind of a pussy. Like, I'm really not prepared for this. I love the fact that every time they did cut to him, it was almost as if he had an excuse ready for why things were going to go wrong. <laughs> it was like that, because he looked... he. When Bubba called him out, he wasn't just like, sure, I mean, whatever, I have to fight everybody. He was just like, you know, I'm not sure if that's the best matchup for me. It's like, <laughs> ain't, ain't next. Like, you aren't. <laughs> the moment you try and caveat why you're not gun ho for someone that calls you out on national television, you're going to lose. And he did. Bad. So I guess I, I, I kind of side with Chael. It's like, let go. Yeah, of course. I mean, you can let him go. But I just love the idea that Chael just looks over, doesn't say a word, and just goes, all right, dude, you can, you're on your own. All right, have fun. How uh, planted was the rap situation? Mm. Scale of one to obviously planted. Uh, on a scale of one to autumn, obviously planted, I would put it at a Yo MTV raps level. Okay. Of uh, making a guest appearance on the real world kind of moment. Because it was so... Like, I just love somebody walking in. Like, anytime someone walks into a conversation, it's always funny to me. Because they always happen to hear somebody else talking about them. And Gilbert Smith, the one egging on this rap battle, just made me think, this is so dumb. But at the same point, it is fun to see the fighters have fun. I I will always say that. Agreed. Uh, It was a little dumb, but pretty fun. Because they don't tend to be comedians by nature, so... A lot of their efforts to do pranks and stuff get really, really old really quick. Which is why, um, again, they should hire us to come in and be shit-stirring consultants. Oh, man. I would love to be the person who just shows up like, Dana can Fuck, be the They should totally to add this. Yeah. A shit-stirrer team member. You, you train with them. Your job is comedic relief during yep. the meetings so they can get those yep. one-liners in. 
And your next job is to be as far away from the octagon during, like, a menacing time as possible. You know what? I'll put this out there right now. Bubba's really good on the show at at stirring the pot. But I would demolish him. See, I agree. I feel like I could talk rhetorical shit circles, if you will, in Bubba. So here's what they need to do. It's not too late to make this an an Emmy award-winning season. I'm a huge Chael Sonnen fan. So put me with Chael, put you with John Jones. You two can do your like epistemological meta bullshit, and that even, will crank this you know season up means. to the nines. Okay, first of all, like I said, I don't think you know what that means. Second, yeah, of course you can go with Chael because Chael would see the color of my skin and say, "I'm not working with him." Jokes. Fair, fair point. Uh, <laughs> I didn't but, even think about that, but added fair point. <laughs> but I like the idea that. For me, just going in there and being the person who's talking to someone on the side and whispering in there and just going like, oh, shit, man, oh, God, Adam Sella, doesn't it hurt to be out of this competition? Remember how you only had five seconds left? You know what you could have done in those five seconds? Actually made it to the second round. Shit, that's got to hurt, doesn't it? But you know what? I would go punch that guy in the face right now. I'd go totally visual. I'd be like, Uriah, can I paint a bullseye, like a target gathering device on your foot and take a funny picture and like tweet it at Adam Sella? I mean, I would bring up shit that they didn't even know about themselves because Chael is acting like Dr. Phil on every one of these episodes and it's hysterical. That's, he is doing a lot of Dr. Phil. Okay. We've, uh, we're almost 10 minutes into, you can tell we love the ultimate fighter. Like you can tell it's back because we are going... Well past our allotted time, but needless to say, keep watching and keep watching and then listening to Raph's reviews because they're actually damn good and pretty funny. Like watching Thank the episode, you, you you bring some stuff up. So now this is part of our our obligation. If you were listening last week, both Raph and I are accomplished public speakers and public speaking coaches. Correct. Um, I still teach public speaking. We both work in uh, entertainment type venues in addition to our jobs that require high social understanding of how to present and be a part of the general public. So we've, give or taken 20,000 speeches between the two of us, helped out, delivered, given. Jeez, and uh, that's, that's like an understatement. Right? Like, I'm not even counting the nationals where we watch 17 no. speeches per round. Oh it's just, God. there's a lot going on here. Needless to say, we have a, a wealth of experience in the presentation of public communication. And that brings us to our segment, Communication Scholars. And that brings us to our topic, Tito Ortiz, his Invicta press conference today. What the fuck was that, Raph? Uh, Well, it was supposed to be Tito Ortiz, and it was actually over the weekend, uh, basically introducing the idea that his client, Chris Cyborg, was not going to fight in the UFC anymore. She Who's was a girl? Fight for... Yes. Uh, so we've been told. Uh, <laughs> she's going to be fighting in a rival organization since she can't fight Ronda Rousey. And it was supposed to be something that was a big debut for her. It was supposed to be something that made her stand out. And yet they let Tito Ortiz speak on her behalf. And he did so... So terribly. You know, I have a clip. If Do you, Okay, can you play the clip? Because some of you may not believe us, but we're not making 
any of this shit up. It was this bad. We're not going to play all four minutes because it's this for four minutes. But just imagine over the course of four minutes, he tries to go from explaining his own career path to women's anatomy to marketing for dummies is basically what he's doing. So here's a nice 15 second clip right in the middle. If I can, uh, there wait, and we'll show you tonight the reason why this is going to happen. But the future of her um, career and fighting career um, is in my hands, and my hands uh, are as, as solid around her as possibly, and to make sure the future of her fight career, no matter what, um, is as successful as possible. And tonight we're going to show that. Uh, so we've actually worked very hard of working for Chris's uh, future of what she's going to be doing in her fight. Okay, you get it. So you notice how he continues to repeat words like uh and ah uh, and whatever the adjective is he's shooting for? He's not able to maneuver very swiftly. So we are here to, first of all, mock you, Tito, because... Yeah somebody's got to, and I bet a lot of people do. But second, we'd also like to offer you some advice. So just starting with a few highlights, my hands are solid, are as solid around her as possibly. It's the possibly that makes it art. But Tito, perhaps that's a great time not to use like a metaphor that maybe you haven't pre-rehearsed. Metaphors are a little bit more advanced and... Let's, uh, where was the, he, he had a few really good quotes. Well, let's, but, let's stick on that one for just a second, because not only is it indicative of someone who's really struggling to figure out what they're saying as they're saying it, but it's also one that is making him compare himself, inadvertently, mind you, to a serial killer. <laughs> I would like to say that I, um, have poss- my arms around her neck and it's like dude easy shit man x day you neck and stay are you dextering on the weekends (laughs) it was just uh he made cyborg get on the scale he was okay so if you didn't hear it he was explaining that she can't make 135 pounds that it's unhealthy and impossible and we almost got a lot more about the difference between men and women, and maybe that's a follow-up. Uh, I wish someone had asked that. Excuse me, Tito, yeah. what exactly are the differences between men and women? That would have been genius. It had all of the subtlety <coughs> and awkwardness of your 7th grade PE teacher telling you the difference between boys' and girls' anatomy, and he couldn't nail it for the life of him. What it was sort of like was, if your gym teacher... Mm-hmm. was also in charge of having the talk and your gym mm-hmm. teacher had spent most of his 20s and 30s sniffing glue as yeah. much as he could truck it in. It was like that. Yeah, it was like uh, a lot of drugs had been consumed in the 70s by that teacher. And then they tried to explain those things. And the hardest part about listening to him wasn't just the ahs and the awkward pauses. Though it that was, was difficult. Fact, it, it was. It was watching everyone else's faces as he was talking because everyone seemed in a frozen moment where no one even blinked they couldn't turn away they all just stared at him because that's what you do when someone is that bad at speaking you don't look away you make full eye contact until they shut up and that's what everybody did there so here are some free tips uh we'd like to introduce you to the first friend of public speaking and that's called a thesis statement 
Ooh. Uh, yeah, a thesis statement is when you pick maybe if you're talking for four or five minutes, maybe one topic that you want to cover. And you kind of express that fairly early on in a clear, concise manner. For example, or, this this one might have been, I'm here to talk about the future of Chris Cyborg's fighting career. And notice how like, succinct okay. and short it is. Yeah, it's not overcomplicated. And I didn't fill it with words like, uh, ah. Uh, I didn't feel the need to use her name four to seven times within the same sentence. Because people genuinely will know who you mean the first yep. time. So another, this is a secret tip, right? You're never going to find this in the textbooks. You're allowed to breathe during mm. whatever speech you're giving. Mm. And I didn't that, count any breaths. Uh, I counted them when he took a breath to take that second that most people have when they're about to be shot at by a gun. He inhaled. What can only be described as. It, it was the most awkward thing in the entire world. Now, those two tips are for free. Yeah. Now, Kevin and I also have a side business. I don't like to talk about it much because, you know, we're, we're always good public servants. Yeah. But we would be more than happy to represent you and teach you basic communication skills. Tito Ortiz, this is entirely for real because I live in California and could make this happen very carefully. I have seen a map. I know where Long Beach is. And while I live in D.C., if you were to hire us, I could move to California. I'd be happy to See? do that. Shit, look at that. Just think about that. Think about how much more aggressive punishment athletics could be if you had someone who could make a fully functional sentence. Or three. I mean, or depending three. how long, how many you needed. <laughs> uh, I, the hardest part for us to listen to that we still laughed at was when he said the following old man phrase, which was, uh, and you, you can um, Twitter at me, <laughs> which made me laugh hysterically. And guess what, Tito? You can call at us on the Twitter to let us know that you would like us to represent you because we really, really, really want to make you sound more literate than the foreign fighter that you are representing. <laughs> and here's the thing, just, uh, that's a great ending note, but here's the thing, we would still use your expertise, we would just maybe say you have just the intro. And yeah. that's your part. Hey guys, this is I'm Tito Ortiz. This is my company, and now I'm going to turn it over to a professional to make this <laughs> announcement. If any cage fighting needs to happen, you know I might help. But in the meantime, I'm just going to sit the fuck down. But to our testament, we could turn him around. I've turned many a students. I feel like in three months um, we could have him not repeating "uh ah" and my hands are firmly around her as possibly. I think we could beat a, that out of him. That's a tall order. I, I don't know if you could beat it out of him, but you could probably much... Uh, I don't know. Maybe we could. Maybe, maybe just punch him every time he makes him. a mistake. <laughs> so. I just know that f for him, I feel like the best way to approach it is to really sit down and work with somebody because, honestly, it would have sounded way better, way better if he had just went up to 
Cyborg pointed at her and said, Her, fight here, now. Later, maybe UFC. Yeah, that would have been better. People might have thought it was clever or something. Yeah. They were just like, oh, he's doing like a Flintstones thing. Rocket, oh, rocket. Not yeah. he's doing like a King Speech first half thing. <laughs> okay, so yes. keeping up with uh, last week's topic, we do need to update you. We both offered our free service to Dana White, which the punctuation yes. was stopped looking like a dick to the Couture family. Well, that story is developing a little bit more. Randy Couture says Matt Hughes being appointed to the front office at the UFC was a huge fuck you from Dana White to Randy Couture. So it's getting hot. And I still think the real winner in this is younger Couture. It's true. Because he just gets to keep fighting and being like, I don't really care what these two men in their late 40s and mid 50s are doing. I'm just trying to fight. So... And we're not just saying that because he retweeted us, um, although that was nice of him. Ryan, oh, yes, we appreciate that. Ryan, we're big fans Shout of how out. you handle things both off the octagon and on. But it was funny because when I saw him retweet us, I go, oh, shit, what did we say about him? <laughs> oh, it was good. <laughs> That's right. And honestly, like, tweet or no tweet, fuck that. He really is handling himself well. I thought he had a great It's statement. a tough situation. The president yeah. of the company you want to fight for and your father are having like this super public feud. You're just like, oh, great. Like, would you two just fight and get it over with? Because in my brain, this is how it plays out, especially when Dana was mentioning Christmas. Once he put the Christmas imagery in my head, all I could picture was Dana White calling Ryan Couture at like Christmas with the family. And you just hear like, oh, hey, Dana, my dad says, what? What? Dana on the other line going like, tell him, tell him I said fuck you. I don't want to talk to him. Uh, okay, uh, dad, okay, I'm not. You guys just talk to each other. Is that a cool? That's how it plays out in my head. Well, know. good luck, Ryan. Uh, maybe we'll try and offer. if You know, if we didn't do communication services and we did therapy services, we'd offer to intervene and try and take the edge off you for a little while. But, but good Lord, trying to be therapist to Dana White has to be... A full-time job. Yeah, it requires a lot of photos, too, because otherwise he gets distracted. Okay, moving on to the fights from this weekend. UFC on fuel. What can you say about it, Raph, other than it, in fact, happened? (sighs) No, I hear you. Just thinking about it brings back memories of getting much drunker and yawning. (laughs) Super set of pretty average fights. Yes, and here's what I'll say. It wasn't that any of the fights were necessarily bad, it's just none of them were great. And there's always a moment that kind of defines how the rest of the night is going to play out. When you get that first decision in those sets of fights, that's not that exciting. You start to get a little worried about how the rest of the card's going to play out. And a lot of good things happened, but at the same point, there was never a definitive moment that made me get out of my chair and go, that's awesome. Agreed. Just a boring uh, set of fights. Wait, wait, we're, we have jumped boring. over a giant aspect of this whole thing. Let's address the biggest issue about this weekend's fights. Which was that they were on the fucking Fuel channel, 
which yeah. no human being ever has had. No. Nobody in their digital tier package has ever said, <laughs> oh, while you're at it, can you also go and add the fuel network? Why? Oh, because I want to add, I don't know, fucking bass fish NASCAR racing. Bascar racing. Fucking. Uh, it, w- it was so aggravating because I, it wasn't on my TV here. Uh, I went down to my dad's place this weekend. He wasn't even getting And my dad gets like every fucking channel. My dad had Showtime for a year and didn't even know it. That's how many <laughs> channels he gets. And it's it's so baffling to the point where I was trying to find a way to watch it. And I just gave up. At one point I said, I'm not going to see these fights. And then I remembered the one thing that hooks us up. The one tip I have given people who listen to this podcast. And that is to go to Fox Deportes. Otherwise known as Spanish Fox Sports. Yeah. And it was an experience. Now, I'm not the best Spanish speaker, but I can get by. I don't speak it very well, but I can pretty much understand everything that's being said around me. These fuckers have so much fun. <laughs> like, they have a table where they cut back to that's their announce table to get rid of, like, looking like they're live on the scene. And it's always like, oh. It's muy bueno! (laughs) (laughs) And there are so many moments where I just found myself laughing at the production value of it. That it it was entertaining, but by the time if someone was fighting who spoke in a different language, they added a third or fourth language, my brain just froze. I couldn't absorb a third or fourth language because sometimes you hear things in English, sometimes in Spanish, maybe Portuguese, whatever's gibberish every once in a while Bruce Buffer speaks like it gets really confusing at times <laughs> it I should have watched it in Fox Deportes I foolishly watched it in English <laughs> you you missed out next time so yes. the biggest cool I mean Burrell won but not in stunning fashion he arm triangled someone which I was I've actually been waiting to see that in the UFC from a jiu-jitsu perspective that is true. That I've is, been really uh, waiting for someone to reach up because I always thought it'd be like a really cool thing to do with someone like John Jones. The moment that elbow goes up, sneak yeah. in, like get out behind his elbow. He loves throwing them. You might That's have to great, eat great one, name. but yeah. see if you can wrap him up and go for that arm triangle and no one ever does it. And it just always is right there. I, I've only seen it one other time. Uh, famously, I guess uh, in the time that we've been doing the podcast, uh, other than that was uh, Brock Lesnar getting on a gassed Shane Carwin. Yeah. And I think that was the most uh, logical one. And and like you said, as someone who, who practices uh, It's a go-to move of mine. Especially it is from definitely the a go-to move of mine, yeah. If I'm in your guard, like I'm constantly looking for a place to just do that and reverse body triangle and squeeze you up. Yeah. Okay. But uh, uh, So wait, who was in the main fight again? Um, Brow versus somebody. Who was it? Uh, I, you know, it's so weird. I, I keep forgetting. Over over I keep forgetting. Okay, we got your two Michael McDonald references now. Uh, I could give a shit what any person is thinking right now. I'm just <laughs> there is good. Thank such that's good. a giant 
smile on my face. So this, <laughs> that's just for me. <laughs> this next one, I see that Condit is taking on Johnny Hendricks. Do we yes. know why that fight changed? Uh, the best guess that we could muster was that Rory McDonald uh, sprained his neck uh, challenging uh, Condit from that last fight when he, he just pivot and <laughs> he Undertaker... He turned his neck with such attitude. Yep. Okay. That was such a... It's a good moment. But yeah, we are excited to see that fight, I guess. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's unfortunate that we won't see Rory McDonald, but Johnny Hendricks, we'll watch that. Doesn't bother me. I'd actually... This is... You know, I hate to toot my own horn, as the kids say, but I actually love the <laughs> No game, kids so just, say that. Shut up. Yeah, I don't know why. Condit versus Johnny Hendricks. Remember, this is what I called. I said, Johnny Hendricks doesn't deserve a title shot. He deserves a shot against Carlos Condit. Yes. Now, that's also when we thought Nick Diaz, or Nate, which, uh, older Diaz, was nowhere uh, near Diaz. the top spot, but we were wrong. Yes. So we do have a confession to make. We're still working on sending our co-main event podcast email. Now, why is that, Kevin? Uh, it was a busy week. I got caught in some training. It's true. I was uh, I was working on my my show early late night, which is a late night comedy act out in Los Angeles. If you like I, late night television, come see that plug. I was working on my show, the encyclopedia, <laughs> the encyclopedia show DC. <laughs> I love that you're going all Ortiz on us over here. The encyclopedia. I can't uh, stop now. It's just like that's all. Encyclopedia. The encyclopedia. So it's future career show. It's the it's like our show. So you know it's the future. <laughs> it was uh, it was a busy week for us, and yeah. if we weren't the apathetic souls that occasionally forget to send a pretty threatening passive-aggressive email, well, then we would have probably gotten jobs as engineers or mathematicians or something, and we wouldn't be here. So let's just all thank the way it goes. What? Okay. I'm I don't know. Let's move here. on. You're going to UFC 157. Yes, we <laughs> We are sending me to go cover 157 this weekend. Uh, I'll actually be covering it for Studio MMA, so I'm very excited about that. Lots to talk passes? about when we get back. Um, and should our friends slash frenemies over at the co-main event be willing to show their face, that is right. I will be there. One half of the Verbal Tap podcast, Raph Esparza, to say what's up. More than willing to say, hey go fuck yourselves or hey <laughs> this war is for real uh but i probably won't i'll probably say yo what's up you guys do a perfectly serviceable podcast that's nowhere near the caliber of ours uh something like that. i don't know i'll figure that you should out. give him the yeah. middle finger some people take huge offense oh out. snap that's what i should do and then i'm gonna rap battle them deal nice uh make sure the youtube cans are rolling so we're gonna try something new as we talk about the ufc fights uh, to help greet our listeners who are there at the top, we are going to go in reverse order because occasionally, and people are going to find this hard to believe, you and I spend too much talking, too much time talking about irrelevant fights. <laughs> I can't believe that, but maybe a little less yeah. about people's nicknames. So it, this actually works first. This works best for this first fight. Do you know why, Raph? Why is that? Well, because the rule is ladies first. So switching up the order. Gets us a little gentleman points. <laughs> UFC well 157. Thanks. That's a great BS reason for starting this way. 
<laughs> Liz Camonche. Um, oh and her nickname is fucking awesome. She's the girl Illa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Versus Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Oh my god. Who do you think's going to win this fight? I do a podcast with a 12-year-old kid. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> her name's a girl. <laughs> it's girl Rilla. It's genius girl Rilla. <laughs> Uh, you know, I've got Rousey in this. Uh, I would love to see her really start her, her time off here at the UFC with a big win. Uh, I like the cut of Carmosha's jib. I'm going to go with Liz. Huge upset prediction. Okay, this nice. next one. The battle of the guys that probably have hemorrhoid pads. Loyoto, the Dragon Machida versus Dan Hendo Henderson. Am I wrong in saying I want Henderson to win? No, I do too. But I don't want Machida to lose. This this doesn't make any sense. This is a great fight for Machida. Yeah. And this is a really interesting fight for Dan Henderson. But, like, think about how, how much further this would put Machida if he could definitively beat Dan Henderson, just for his own, like, fight legacy. I think it would be huge for him. I think it would be yeah. one of those knockouts to talk about, because he's been on the slide... He yeah. hasn't done but, something. Now, ever since, who was the last person he really knocked unconscious? Sugar Rashad Evans? Uh, I thought he had another one. More recent. So I think Machida has um, more to lose, and I think Henderson has a little bit more to gain. I thought it was Ryan Bader he knocked the shit out of. Yeah, but I'm talking about somebody that not everyone knocks the shit out of. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. Suck it, Bader. Start wow. fighting better. Okay. I can't wait for people to remember it was Kevin Tiberius Phillips <laughs> who made that statement so that they can come directly after you. He is the guy who looks like The Miz, just to fill that part in. Sure. Uh, the wider counterpart. Or he looks like a less muscular version of the guy who does the five-hour energy drink commercials that multitasks. Slightly less Kevin. muscular. You ready for the battle of the location-based nicknames? Yes. Uriah, the California kid, Faber, versus even the pride of El Salvador, Menjavar. This is tough I've never seen that before in my life. A nickname with two location-based? That's great. Yeah. Um, I I want Uriah Faber to win because I heard him on the Adam Carolla podcast. You're welcome, Adam, for the plug. And he, uh, he was really good. I like Uriah. I like him too. I just don't know if he's at a place where fighting is the most important thing to him anymore. Yeah. Uh, nah, that seems dickish time. to say. I'm not even going to say that. I'm going to say this. The last few fights I've seen from him have been uh, tough. They haven't had him at that caliber. I used to see him a long time ago. So I, I, I hope for the best. I think it'll be a good fight. Uh, but I got to go for El Salvador. Cool. I tend to, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, next, I, I'll go with Uriah. Court, the Crusher McGee versus Josh, the Dentist Near. I like the <laughs> Dentist. I gotta go with the Dentist. I thought, oh man, I felt uh, Josh Near had a different nickname, but um, no one likes the Dentist, so I'm not gonna go for that. Okay, I love my Dentist. <laughs> Shut up filled with no it's uh yeah it's a great dentist it's nothing but hot women 
working on your teeth. That's not all they work on. Hey, okay. Who you got? Uh, didn't I just say I'm not going for the dentist? Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if you were. All right. Just joking. <laughs> You're going for the crusher. Josh really commits to his jokes. Josh KOS Koscheck. <laughs> Kaz. Kaz. Versus Robbie <laughs> Ruthless Lawler. Oh, uh, would I? Um, I gotta go Lawler on this. I'm going Lawler, too. Yeah. I feel it. <laughs> I just would love to see him beat the shit out of Cause Jack. Losing some types on the Brendan the Hybrid Shab. The Hybrid? Really? It's got bad connotation now, Brendan. It doesn't mean like a weird science experiment. It means a car <laughs> that gets super efficient gas mileage. <laughs> this is all part of what you get if you hire Raf and Kevin communication consultants yep. versus Lavar, <laughs> nickname Big, last name Johnson. LeVar Big Johnson. Hmm. So LeVar's 13-year-old friends that named him are certainly laughing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you really want to go shop on this? Not at all. But I do drive a hybrid, so I'm kind of torn. Maybe you should go for him. Okay. Okay. And I'll go the other way. You go for Big Johnson. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you go for Big Johnson, I'll go for yeah, yeah. the hybrid. All right. Wait a minute. You can't have it fucking both ways. You can't make fun of the 13-year-old kids <laughs> who gave him that nickname. And then two seconds be like, you go for Big Johnson. <laughs> Fair point. Yep. Michael, the Maverick, Chisea, I guess feeling better after he looks emaciated, versus yep. Anton, no nickname, Kuvinen. No nickname. No, no pick. The Maverick it is. Okay, now we're really starting to get undercard. Dennis, the Menace, Bermudez versus Matt, the real one, Grice. Oh, God. Uh, do you think he thought this was Twitter? So he put the real one as his nickname? Yeah. That wasn't... That's pretty funny. Uh, whoever liked Dennis the Menace as a kid. I don't know. I didn't watch it. That's what I'm saying. I don't think anybody actually actively liked that that concept, movie, cartoon. So I'm going against him. Okay. I'm going to go for him just because he looks meaner. Sam Stout versus Kados Fodor. Excuse me, their nicknames just popped up. Sam, Hands of Stone Stout. Hands of Stone is never going to be your nickname if your name is Sam Stout, by the way, Sam. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Versus... Karos, the future, Fodor. Wow. You can only be the future for so long, though, right? <clears throat> There's a certain expiration date on that guy. I guess, man. That's a, that's a tricky I want to be Kevin the Past to. Phillips. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Why do they call you the past? Because you'll end up in it. Yeah, and Raph, the present, <laughs> is Sparza. <laughs> I'll take Sam Hands of Stone Stout. I prefer to get my nicknames from Christmas's Ghost Past. <laughs> yeah, please uh, be specific. Uh, you know, on this one, I'll actually go Sam Stout. Okay. Kenny Robertson, no nickname, versus Brock, the Machine Jardine. Well, the Machine has it then. The Machine is the obvious choice. And our final Facebook bout, I, oh no, there might be one more. John Manley versus Neil Magny. 
<laughs> That's a stupid name. That's just Joe Silva in the back putting names Manly versus Magni so just so he can go crazy. Yep. That is funny, though. I'm going with uh, Magni. All right. I'll All go right. Manly. No Sean, the Rock and Roller Burrell versus Yuri Velafort. Well, I got to go for the Rock and Roller because he has a nickname. Well, yeah, I'll agree with that. Well, that one was uh, nice and easy. Yep. So that's it. Those are our predictions for UFC 157. Looking forward to them. Looking forward to the announcement cards back and forth. Yep. And uh, I love uh, the idea that I'll be able to come back and give you a bird's eye view of everything that happened. I'll fill you guys in on the dirt that I see in front of me. I'm really stoked Uh, about that. It'll be good, man. You should be uh, definitely have your fucking uh, phone next to you so that way you can get texts from me when it's happening because it's going to be intense. Once again, we would like to remind people, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please go in and leave a comment. It's the only way we know that you are because we don't charge. If we charged, we'd know because we get a check. But because we're bringing this free and live via podcast (laughs) a few days later, uh, we're hoping you're enjoying it. You know, the goal is to get some comedy and some fresh take on MMA news around the circuit. Find us on Twitter, Verbal Tap Cast. You can always shoot us a tweet. We will get back to you. We're actually pretty good. You can tweet at us. You can. Hey, make sure you Twitter at us. Just give us the <laughs> old Twitter, and we'll uh, we'll be running. Some shout outs to some new friends: Bubba McDaniel. Good luck this Tuesday. Ryan Couture. We are big fans. Jimmy Hart. Hell's yeah! Uh, giving us a little retweet love. Chris Cagney. No, don't fuck that up. I'll do that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Chris Gagney. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I look like Cagney. No, I mean, it, it's spelled awkwardly. Oh, okay. Uh, Go ahead. Dude's name is Chris Gagne. Uh, dude's been a big support uh, out here. Very, very big fan of our show. Um, tells us that it does not suck, so we take that as a compliment here. Oh, well, if he said we didn't suck, then I'll certainly pronounce his name correctly. I thought before you said he said we did suck. So now no, we're... No, no. Okay, and then, well, I'm not going to massacre his name for another three minutes then. All right, that's fair. I was just wondering. I was like, you know, you're white, he's white. You should be able to get his name right. <laughs> is that code? Because I'm going to hold is. you to the same standard, my friend. Uh, you we'll, can try. We'll that I don't get anybody's name right. <laughs> Oh, good times. And uh, go ahead and see our friends over at BJJ Finder. And um, uh, shout out to my lovely training facility, BJJ and MMA Academy. As well as mine, that's uh, Valley Martial Arts Center, VMAC, out in North Hollywood. Come train, you guys. No better way to get ready for the spring season than to be training. Am I right? You are so right. Beach season doesn't start in April. It starts yesterday. So that'll be my words of wisdom. This is Verbal Tap, episode 11. Looking forward to UFC 157 and Raph's live coverage. That's it for us. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight, everybody. Yeah. Okay, okay, love it.